Lose the Cape Podcast, Episode 47. Welcome to the Lose the Cape Podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Hey, hey, mamas, welcome to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast. Today, I will be sharing an interview that I did with Rachel Bowman, and we talk about all kinds of fun um, fun stuff about raising small children and trying to figure out ways to put your life in order so that you're not that tired mom who never wants to do anything ever other than sleep, right, (laughs) for the kids. Um, But Rachel is a working mom, and she has two young daughters, and um, she's really at the stage of what I like to call survival mode. Her daughters are like three and one and a half, and I think back on those days and remember them as a time where I was happy if they all had clean underwear on. Um, That's a tough time in motherhood. So it was fun talking to her and and seeing how she um, balances her life with her two little girls. Um, So I hope you enjoy the interview with her. I would love it if you would follow us on Stitcher or iTunes. And even more, if you would leave us a review, that really helps us. And as always, you can find all of our, our podcast notes and links to anything we talk about at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 47. Enjoy the show. On today's episode of the Lose the Cape podcast, we are speaking with Rachel Bowman, who is a writer, and she uh, writes on her blog, Just Getting Things Done, which is a website for working moms who, like all of us, need some extra tips, tools, and resources on how to enjoy our busy life. Um, She likes to talk about how to get things done and still have time to enjoy life, so that's great. Uh, She uh, started the website after not having the energy to give her kid a bath, which I'm sure most of us can appreciate that feeling, and then realizing that she actually could get a bunch of stuff done, and um, then she decided to share that wisdom with all of us and all of her audience. So thank you, Rachel, for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. Great. So why don't you tell us a little bit more, fill in the, the uh, in-between-the-line stuff of you and your background and your life. Sure. I work full-time. I have two girls. They're one and a half and three and a half. And um, my family and I live in Denver, Colorado. Um so do you want me to go into my story about the website and like... Sure. So you, you said you work full time? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So at what point in time did you decide then that um, adding a blog would be the right thing to do? <laughs> and tell us about it. <laughs> well, so like you mentioned, I sort of had this epiphany one night when I was sitting at the dinner table and in my head I was saying oh, it's bath night, that means I have to give Emma a bath, and then I have to dry her hair, and then I have to put her to bed, and I'm not going to be done until 7.30, I just don't have the energy. And for some reason that night, I was like, wait a second, really? Am I that lazy? I don't have the energy for that. Um, (laughs) Giving her a bath isn't really that hard, and I actually kind of like to give her a bath, and that was kind of a turning point for me when I decided I didn't want to be that mom that was just tired all the time and, you know, where it felt like everything was this huge chore. I didn't want to be that person and I had tried the uh, sort of traditional advice that you might see about 
let it go, let go of your expectations, just let things go. I tried that advice by default. <laughs> and I realized that it wasn't working for me and I thought that there had to be a better way. And so um, I started doing some things for myself and I had wanted to have a blog for kind of a long time but never had any um, real aim with it. And so once I started working on this for myself, I really wanted to help other working moms or other moms, um, you know, try and get over that hump themselves. Yeah, it's kind of funny that you um, you added a blog to an already um, exhausting <laughs> schedule since as anybody who's ever started a blog or is trying to maintain one knows they can be quite uh, time-consuming. <laughs> but uh, I, I, so, I, so what happened? How did you then, uh, what, how did you have this, uh, I mean, you had the revelation, but then how mm -hmm. did you implement the strategies or what strategies did you find to actually give you the extra time and the energy? Well, I know you talked about this a little bit with Beth Jessup in your interview with her about mm -hmm. mindset, and yeah. I never really understood what mindset shift meant or didn't really know how to apply that to my own life, but I ended up doing it intuitively, I guess, where, like I said, the first thing was, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to be that kind of mother to my children, and I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to enjoy my life, and I want to enjoy my kids. So I think that was kind of the first step. And then another sort of mindset shift that I did, which, like I said, at the time I wasn't thinking about it as a mindset shift, but one of the biggest things that I've done is something that sounds so simple, but I stopped telling myself, I'll do this later. Yeah. So I had just fallen into this habit of like, well, I'm with my kids and, you know, I'm only with my kids for a short amount of time every day. Every time I would see something that needed to get done, every time I would think about something that I needed to do, I would just tell myself I'll do that later. And then, first of all, later rarely ever came. <laughs> and, you know, I back back then, you know, a few months ago, I was still sitting on the couch at night and my kids are young they go to bed early, so it wasn't like I didn't have time to get anything done. Instead, what was happening was I was just sitting on my couch watching TV, but not really paying attention because my mind kept telling me like, oh, you have all this stuff that you should be doing, but I didn't know what it was, and I was overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that there was to do. So when I stopped telling myself I'll do things later, I started actually taking care of the things that I wanted to take care of. And something else I've realized along, you know, my own journey with this is that a feeling of accomplishment is really important to me. So it had become this really like bad cycle of, you know, I'm not letting, I'm not getting stuff done. So I'm letting stuff pile up and it made me feel bad. Mm -hmm. And then when I felt bad, I didn't want to do anything. So like I said, it sounds really simple, but for me, the biggest thing that really started all this was just not telling myself I'll do this later. Yeah, that's that's huge. You know, it's funny uh, when you were describing that, the thought that crossed my mind was, okay, so um, bear with me while I while I uh, venture a little bit off topic here. Yeah. But um, so my husband is like, it's funny. He's super neat freak when it comes to me. Like he'll make his own mess, but when it comes to what I'm doing, he wants it to be done right. Right? <laughs> Isn't that funny? But um. I have always been the type of, like, in the kitchen, just kind of a messy 
I'm a messy cook, right? So mm-hmm. I would I would make something with eggs and I would put the egg shells on the counter instead of just putting them in the garbage can. And I promise this relates. Um, so I had I to- I can already uh, feel it, re- uh, tell how it relates. Yeah, yeah, I had to retrain myself that if I would just, instead of making, I'm, I was causing myself extra steps, which then made the kitchen cleanup even more overwhelming. So I literally had to train myself. And to this day, sometimes I catch myself if I take the, the peel off of a cheese stick or something and I'll set it on the counter. And I'm like, why didn't you just throw that in the garbage can? Now that's what, you know, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, it, it is a mindset thing and it's a retraining thing. And it's just saying, okay, instead of doing it this way, I'm going to do it this way. And like everything else, it takes... It takes time to develop that, you know, um, that habit. But yeah, it has made a difference. Now I don't have, I, I don't have an extra step every time I'm doing something. I just go ahead and throw them in the garbage can. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it, it sounds so silly. It sounds so like for anybody who's like a neat freak or who does stuff like that just intuitively, it sounds really ridiculous. But I mean, it doesn't come naturally to all of us to be <laughs> neat and organized and all that. But yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I feel like I used to be neat and organized and then, you know, and I was like, okay, when I had one child and then I had another one and, and yeah, I was at this place where that wasn't my default anymore. And Mm -hmm. what I loved about your story is that, like we said, it sounds really simple and you might think you're doing really good at it, but then you (laughs) still catch yourself doing things like, I can't believe I just did that and I didn't just take care of it right away. Exactly. Yeah, it makes such a big difference. And even things like um, I used to bring the mail in and just set it on the dining room table. And, you know, I'll get to all that stuff later. And now I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go through and I'm immediately going to get rid of all the junk mail right now. And I'm immediately going to put the bills in one pile and the stuff that has to be done, but not immediately in another pile. And it just, it makes, it doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, I don't have three days worth of mail on the dining room cluttering everything you know so I mean I think it's like that with keeping your house organized it's like that with with helping your children with their stuff um you know yeah it's just tiny tiny shifts that you can make to make your day easier (laughs) yeah and I was reminded too of something that Katie J said when she was on Mm -hmm. about like not checking your email when you don't have time to actually do anything about it because it's another area I really struggle with yeah or, just... or if you don't want to do something and then you've opened it and you forget about it and three weeks later you get a reminder from someone and they're like, how come you never did this? And you're like, oops, <laughs> I didn't take yeah. action when I opened it. Yep. And <sighs> I'm really bad about that still with email. You know, I'll just like mark it back as unread and then think that I'll get back to it. And, and I don't. And I, I think that's another mom thing too. I've also had to learn that I just can't rely on myself to remember things anymore. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I know about that. Oh, my goodness. So, um, okay, so you're working full-time outside of the home, right? Yes. All right. So um, have you – what are some of your best tips and advice then to moms who are still trying to get kids up and ready out the door um, and dinners on the table and all that stuff and still – you know, be out of the home all day? Well, a couple of things. First of all, I'm just kind of a minimalist. Um, I mean, if you walk into my house, you wouldn't necessarily think that, but (laughs) um, I actually just wrote a post about how I did this project in Project 333 and got rid of like a whole bunch of my clothes. So now 
the only stuff I have in my closet is stuff that I'm going to wear. So, like, it's just really easy for me to get dressed in the morning myself. And then um, I have short hair. And <laughs> that helps. <laughs> I should, yeah, I told my hairstylist, I was like, oh, we were trying to change it up. And I'm like, I'm trying really hard to make it look good, and it still doesn't look that good. And she was like, no, you don't have to try that hard. So, like, I take a shower, I finger comb my hair with some product, I'm done. I mean, is it a great thing that I don't necessarily know what I look like when I walk out the door? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm really fast at getting out the door myself. Um, and as far as, like, the kids go... I have a really flexible job, and I actually don't even drop them off in the morning, but we all leave at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten a lot better about not trying to rush them. I know with my own kids, like, the more I try and hurry them, the slower they are. The slower they they go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And my three-and-a-half-year-old is super picky about her socks and shoes, (laughs) and that's, like, a really big struggle every morning. So, like, the last couple weeks, we were getting out the door pretty late, and... I don't know when it happened, but at some point we were letting her do other things before getting all the way ready. So now, like this week, she eats breakfast, she gets dressed, she puts shoes and socks on. We don't wait until, like, it's time to get out the door. Mm -hmm. And that's made a huge difference for us. Um, And then, like, overall tactics and strategies... um, I'm just a huge fan of like preparing for things. So if I come home and say I unload the stuff from daycare and I see a note that, you know, Ivy needs diapers and wipes, it goes back to what we were talking about before, but I'm going to get those diapers and wipes out and I'm going to put them in the place that we put things we need for the next morning. Mm -hmm. And then I won't forget about it. I won't have to worry about it in the morning. Like everything that I'm going to need for the morning is in one place you know my husband does lunches the night before so that's how we get out the door in the morning and then as far as the evening goes I apply my minimalist philosophy to cooking too so (laughs) I generally give myself like an hour to cook but I can get dinner on the table in like 15 minutes usually 30 minutes is pretty good so I just focus on, like, a protein and a veg, and I'm not doing, like, elaborate right. things. I don't really like to follow recipes anymore either because I just, like, I don't have the time to try and read a recipe and do mm-hmm. something new. It has to be something really simple that I can just put together without too much thought. Yeah, you're in the stage of life that it's basically all about survival mode with a three-and-a-half-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, you said? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, those days, those are those are tough days. You've got two that are demanding on you all the time. It's got to be simple. It does get a little bit easier. <laughs> it will get easier, but, yeah, I, I hear you. When, when my kids were in those age ranges, um, I mean, I tried my best to make sure that they were at least getting a fruit or vegetable with every meal mm-hmm. and that we weren't, you know, having chicken nuggets every night. But, yeah, we did mm-hmm. eat a lot of spaghetti. We ate a lot of uh, just grilled chicken We ate, and vegetables and <laughs> whatever I could just kind of throw on the grill or exactly. throw in a pan and get ready very simply. So that's smart. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I thought you said grilling, too. I love to do that, especially if I can do, like – the chicken and the vegetable on the grill. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's better. good. Yes, exactly. It's amazing how much better vegetables taste grilled. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I like to always ask for advice from moms on um, resources that help you balance out your life, um, books, apps, programs, blogs, whatever it may be. Do you have anything that you rely on to help you get through the day? To get through the day, or, no. or Or to get through life in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've been doing a lot of research uh, about, um, like, productivity and time management. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, I think this may be part of my minimalist philosophy, too, or maybe I'm just behind the times, but I really don't use a lot of apps. I actually try to really limit the amount of apps that I have on my phone and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I just get too easily distracted and I get so overwhelmed with like the amount of information that's out there. Uh, But I recently came across Laura Vanderkam and she writes about time management. And what I really like about her is that she's telling moms that like you can have it all. You can work and you can enjoy your life and you can find a way to balance it. I think there are a lot of people right now that are saying that we can't do that. (laughs) It, you know, and I understand, like, if that's your thing, is that you can't do it, it's it's not balanced, it's something else. But Laura Vanderkam has done so many, does, like, research with people's time logs and talks about how, like, you can shift things around in your week and you can find balance overall throughout your week. So time management has been something that I've really gotten into lately and never would have thought about before. But I also love... So I love to read. Mm-hmm. So not so much apps, but I love reading like stuff by Gretchen Rubin. Um, oh, she's awesome. Yeah. The Happiness mm-hmm. Project, right? Uh-huh. Does she have another book now? She does. So she has The Happiness Project, Happier Than Happier at Home and Better Than Before. And then okay. I actually heard that she's coming out with a book called Outer Order, Inner Calm. Uh-huh. And that that was like her summer project that she's working on, which I love that idea because, like I said, I kind of totally subscribe to that idea that when my environment is cluttered, it doesn't make me happy. And I oh, find amen. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. And I, so many of the moms that I talked to said things like, you know, I just deal with it or I just don't look at it or it's more important to spend time with my kids. And I found that when I was, you know, looking into time management and stuff and looking at my schedule, I realized most of the time that I'm spending with my kids is not actually quality time. Right. So I'm not going to tell myself that it's better for me to spend time with them than to pick something up because I actually think, like, if I pick that thing up, (laughs) that'll make me happier and Mm -hmm. better to be around than if I pretended that I was spending quality time with them when I wasn't. Right, because if you're like me, if you're sitting on the floor playing, you know, uh, Paw Patrol, and all you can see around you is the laundry that needs to be put away or the this and the that, you know, then you're not focusing on being with them. And it's, uh, yeah, it drives me bonkers. What I've tried to do um, is incorporate the children in those activities, um, and, and, you know, three and a half and one and a half years old, there are things that they can do, um, to help, even if it's like, you know, go take these and put them in this drawer or go, mm-hmm. you know, pick up everything and put them in. But that's, that's helped me. Then I feel like we're interacting together and, um, 
but but I'm like you like if the house well first of all you lose so much you lose so much time when there's clutter and chaos everywhere because I can't tell you oh my gosh our house got really bad a couple weeks ago um we just had a very hectic time a very hectic week and we spent almost 30 minutes looking for my daughter's shoes one day I thought I was going to lose my mind Right? And finally, I sent. Anyone. I finally I had to send her to school in a pair of her sister's hand-me-downs that were like a size and a half too big, so she looked like a clown. But at least she had shoes on her feet. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. So, <laughs> I agree to each their own. But that doesn't work for me. <laughs> no, and like I said, that's what I found too. Is I, I tried the let it go by default, and it just it didn't work for me either. Mm-hmm. And I agree too that even at one and a half and three and a half. Um, my older daughter went to Montessori for a while, mm-hmm. and she's not there anymore, but they have what they call practical life activities, which are basically what you were talking about, you know. Uh, she, both my girls, love to use spray bottles. They, uh-huh. You know, even my one-and-a-half-year-old will put stuff in the drawer if you tell her to put it away. So uh-huh. they they actually really love it when I let them clean with me and stuff because they get to spray the spray bottle. Right. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm loving these ages so far. My kids are still into cleaning. I'm like, I know this is going to go away eventually, but right now they love it, so I'm going with it. Yes, take advantage of it. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. So you know, um, a lot of people will ask you what what's making you happy, and I think that's fantastic. We all want to be happy, but I like to hear about what's going on inside uh, mom's minds and what's what's happening. That's that maybe we can figure out how to work, not not in a strategy session here, but in general, we'll talk about what's important to moms. So I mm-hmm. have started asking what things are worrying you right now the most as a mom. Well, I'm always worried about their physical safety. Right. <laughs> but I think, so something that's been on my mind kind of a lot lately, lately uh, I have two girls. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of women around me. I, the office I work at for my day job is almost all women. I've immersed myself in these communities of women because of my blog. And found this to be true for myself, too, that I, I got to a point in my life where I was like, wow, I don't have any confidence in myself anymore. Oh, no. I, yeah. You know, like, um, what happened here? And I see a lot of women that you know are never happy with their body and I talk about this with my friends sometimes too and I'm like you know this we all or a lot of the people I know I feel like wish that they looked a different way or they their physical physical characteristics were different or something like that so what I really want to worry about instilling in my girls is confidence in themselves mm-hmm. belief that you know, they can do the things they want to do and that they, that I'm not holding them back and that they're not holding themselves back from the things they want to do from putting themselves out there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I have two daughters as well. And it's, it's very important to me that they have, in fact, I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I would much rather my daughters grow up being way too overconfident (laughs) than not have enough. So yeah, it's something that we we talk about so okay busy busy life you are working full-time you've got two little girls a house to keep up with and work 
Um, do you get the opportunity to take any time for yourself? And when you do, if you do, what's your favorite thing to do for me time? So I'm really bad <laughs> about taking time for myself. Even like time for my husband and I doesn't happen very often. Um, but I talked to Allison Hardy, who is a self-care coach. Mm -hmm. And of course, I had to ask her, like, what is self-care? I'm pretty sure I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have two. Well, I have one, what she calls a self-care ritual. And that is when I take a shower, I love, I love scents, fragrance. Mm -hmm. I don't like wear perfume, but I really like smelly uh, body wash. Uh-huh. So when I'm in the shower, I take three deep breaths of my body wash. And the shower is kind of the time anyway because that's when I do some of my best thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I consider that my self-care ritual, that I'm in there and I'm enjoying my special body wash. And that's something that I use kind of as a treat for myself too, that, you know... I go out and buy myself special one instead of right. just using the same one my husband uses. And then the other thing um, that I would consider me time is my drive to and from the office. Mm -hmm. I stopped listening to the radio. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about this on my way in this morning that for me having time to just think and not have any noise going on, any other distractions... Apparently that's pretty important to me. <laughs> right. I don't know that I would. I don't know I would have said that, but like that's how I get my me time, it, and that's something that I'm doing on. You know, I'm not driving to work on the weekend, but like on a daily basis, those are the things that I do to have some time to myself. Yeah, I used I I do miss that drive to and from work. I used to drive about thirty minutes each way, and it was just a great time to clear my mind or to figure out you know, what I needed to do, or I, I just loved it. Sometimes I listen to a podcast or something like that, but mm. I do, I do miss that time. It's good. It was, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, before we uh, finish out the podcast, I just want to make sure that everybody knows where to find you. Yeah. On my website is justgettingthingsdone.com. And I am on Facebook also, as you know, because I'm in a couple groups that you are in, um, and it's just Rachel Bowman. I just have a personal Facebook account. Um, and that's really about the only places you can find me. I am you know, on Pinterest also and on Instagram, but I'm not very active on Instagram. Got it. Okay. Well, thanks so much for um, for being with us today and for sharing and I look forward to hearing how things go as your girls get bigger. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alexa. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, I would like to ask you to please head on over to Stitcher or iTunes. Leave us a review. Um, share us with your friends. All that great stuff. We would really love to grow our audience and um, and help other mamas with what we think is a fairly good podcast. I hope you think the same. You can find all the show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 47. And thanks again to Rachel for being an excellent guest.